Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is a thing. thing. You are now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. You're going to keep that going. I don't know. Should I keep it? I like it. I'm just... Prepared. I miss Yizzo. I wanted to say Yizzo. I feel like I should put a ladies and gentlemen before it. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now... I think it should go like that. Should I redo it? <laughs> yeah, do it over. Start over. Do it again. Okay, ready, <laughs> set. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in to the motherfucking greatest. Yes. I, I, I like Yizzo. Hello. <laughs> and then we'll you follow up and say hi. <laughs> hi. Hi. How you guys doing? Anyway, what's up, y'all? Shanti and I are back. We have a special guest. We're going to introduce that guest in a minute. Um, but first, we're back with another episode of Around the Way Curls. And I'm going to go first with my updates because I almost never go first. And I feel like it. I was reunited with my bae this weekend. Shanti and I got together. I have not seen her since fucking February, which is insane. Way too long because COVID was hating on us. And uh, we actually got together and supported uh, Clint from Advice from a Fuckboy in Philly. Supported his um, his stand-up. He was great. was phenomenal. Played spades outside. Shanti had a drink for the first time in 15 years. I was drunk. It was amazing. I love that you tried to yes, bring grace were. to what had happened. Antoinette <laughs> showed up during an emotional breakdown. I went. We ate. Delicious food, and we ate a lot of fucking food. We ate that a day. lot of food. We had pizza, calamari, <laughs> spaghetti and meatballs, and a kale salad. <laughs> and Greedy. I got drunk, inebriated off of apple crown royal. Yeah, that was raggedy of you. But then, you know, Shanti, Shanti and her inebriated self is still graceful. You know, we until were I'm we not. were having I some was worried. until you're not. Like, until you're not. <laughs> you didn't act so up many like nights that. for Antonis like yo, shut the fuck up, yo. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> that was back in the day. You kept it together this time. But you were you were like listening to whatever I was talking about, and you you were like talking over people. You really wanted to get your point across. And at one point you said, I feel like, excuse me, I feel like you're not giving me space. And we was like, bitch, you've been talking this whole time. It was so, first of all, we need to just introduce. Yeah, I was like, why would here, you do that? Today? That's fucking weird. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have Asia here from Chokes and Gags. You will learn more about how we met. But Asia, say hi to the people. Hi, people. Asia, where are you? There you go. <laughs> where I'm are in you? my bedroom. <laughs> Where, <laughs> no, yes. like where, where, where in the world? I, I, know, I know, I know, I <laughs> know. I'm in LA, Inglewood yes. to be exact. Mm-hmm. Okay. Asia is joining us from the West Coast. Shout out to all of our West Coast are listeners. You, uh, um, you, I have one last question. I'm sorry. Are you a West Coast native? Are you 
an no. East Coast. I'm from, I'm a Jersey girl. Jersey. I've been here for almost so nine sorry. years. Okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I've heard all the jokes. It's fine. It's okay. The ghetto. Um, Asia. So, the yeah. Ghetto. So, Shanti and I got together. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. She was having a mental breakdown. I'm having a mental breakdown today. I'm having an emo. I woke up on the wrong side of somebody's bed, and it I happens. was just sad. I didn't give I you like, COVID, but I might have gave you fuck? depression. <laughs> you did. You passed it off. <laughs> I was like, ugh, she put a root on me. Get this off. Why oh, no. am I keeping this? Mm-hmm. So pray for me tonight. But I'm also, another update of mine, I'm trying to enjoy my last couple of days of freedom. I have approximately two weeks before I go back to work, and go, I'm kind of dreading it. Go back to work or start kind a new of. job? Start a new job, yes. like go back to, like just the workforce. The yeah. After being let let go because of COVID. But mm-hmm. I, I, I just... I have anxiety about doing anything, yeah, being yeah. on anyone's schedule. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. And secondly, I am doing this new thing and it's not working out very well because I started, I really started to think about what Joy and Renee were saying on our, on that old, what was that episode? Getting to the bag episode. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like I need to start treating myself more and not feeling guilty about it because I live below my means because I'm always in this like fight or flight, like, oh my God, what if something happens? I have to have this amount of money and I can't do this. And blah, blah, blah. and so now I'm like, I bought myself some sneakers. Shanti saw them. She liked them. And then I came home to all these boxes of things that I bought, and I'm literally filling out the return slips. Like, you don't deserve this, you unworthy, <gasps> no, unemployed bitch. And it's just like, what is wrong with you? You have you, problems. I have problems. Treat yourself. So see. I'm really looking. You have I'm to actually, show us what you got, but maybe not. No, it's boxes. Mm-mm. No, not the way my room looks. But I'm saying, like, I really, I'm actually looking forward to going back to work, so I get some insurance to go to therapy. Because it ain't right over here. For real. Something's wrong with me. And maybe I'm about to get my period. Because you be went shopping? Week. Yes. Yeah, but that's the problem. I, right. Yes. That's some dope I felt stuff. So, I, f- I feel so guilty. That I feel should like actually there's so many be other like things that you should be investing in. Mm. I mean, sure. But like, I think it's. I think you should routinely, probably monthly, quarterly, whatever, treat yourself. Like, mm, really? No, seriously. It's like, it's it's a. It's a type of self-care, like, deadass, like, just doing something for yourself because you want to and because you can. Outside of a trip, like, I'll do that. But, like, tangible, physical things, I feel so guilty about. If they bring you joy, then You bring me joy. You got no kids. (laughs) People that don't got any kids really take me out. That's my thing. That part. <laughs> Shut up! Wow, you being one of them old black women because you don't you understand. Like, when you have a kid, you you're gonna you be like, "Damn, I should have bought myself a Louis Vuitton belt." Yeah, <laughs> why a belt? No, I just I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's something though that that makes me feel like you don't own any property yet. This money should be going towards you owning property. Like, grow up, get your priorities together. Because that's how I was raised. It's my parents' fault. Anyway. Don't make me cry. It's too early. We only like 10 minutes in. It's Not dead yet. ass too early. Not yet. <laughs> Shanti, do you have I any I was updates? crying. I... I... <laughs> you were. 
Y'all, when Shanti like, cries, like she rubs her eyeballs crying. so much that it looks like they're gonna pop out. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't like boohoo crying, like oh. It was like I don't even think you saw Antoinette like hysterically crying, like really crying, and I feel like. It made me kind of worried because I was like, this was a buildup. And I, this was building up for how long? I don't know what I was crying about. I was crying about shit when I was six years old at the way I was crying. But I was like, on a day-to-day basis, when I have a lot of stress going on, I don't feel it. Like, it doesn't, I didn't feel that buildup. And then to all of a sudden fall the like have a breakdown like that i was like bitch how could you not i don't know so that was a little bit concerning but um has it happened before not like this no not like this this is this is this is something died i don't know something in me like there's something happened where i was just like whoa there was just Mm. it was it was intense and i still feel like uh Tender, I guess is the word. I hate when people say that word. Like, I feel tender. tender. But I, I feel really, really... <laughs> she uh, says it. <laughs> I feel Did really you feel tender. better after you cried? Um, that's the scary part. I go back to where I was. Like, it just... All of a sudden, it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, we'll see. We'll see. But... um, You better deal with it. You better name it. Name what these oh, yeah. things so are, I, girl. That's what it is. I feel like a lot of the triggers for why I was crying, like I'm being pushed to change and it's like, ready or not, you have to do this. You have to show up differently. You just have to. So more on that when I finally decide. I'm being dragged. I guess that's what it is. It's like a dragging in a way, like, but you better... You better. The universe is dragging you, bitch. Shit, I was like, what the fuck is this? And you know what it is. All, y'all, all the universe is telling, is, is demanding of Shanti is that she speak her truth. That's why she's crying. Yeah. <laughs> and she is like, no, I don't want to say how I feel. And the universe is like, oh, word? Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you want some more trauma? You want some more pain? <laughs> I got you. Say less. I know, Internet. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Motherfucker. Um, so that's what that's that's what I've been dealing with for like the past since Friday. It hit me on Friday. And uh Antoinette, I don't know, were we supposed to link up? I don't even know what happened. I could I can't even no. explain how Internet showed up at my house and I was just like bawling, <laughs> upset, <laughs> looking real like, ugly. Here I am, girl. <laughs> Just and we and going crying. out. Um, Let's go. I'm getting you drunk. <laughs> I'm not a good. I'm that's... still here with JoJo homeschooling, Ooh, and it's become kind yeah. of like an unschooling in a lot of ways. So I want to really talk to if you guys, if your parents who have been homeschooling for a while, um, or unschooling even, I would love to talk to you guys. Tomorrow we're going to a farm. We're going to be volunteering at a farm so that's gonna be fun we're gonna try to do that every tuesday that'd be a nice little outing that's cute and yeah just just a lot of interesting things one other thing um 
And I'll talk about this more on a next episode. Actually, I'll share this for another episode because uh, it's a longer conversation piece. But why would you do go that? Ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is so can, upsetting. Can, I'm really right, concerned well, that you guys that it's going to be picked up. My neighbors are freaking out upstairs. I'm concerned that that's going to be picked up. So if you guys hear, it'll be all right. Stomping and yelling, child. I hear them stomp. You hear but that? That's all right. It it listen. That's the reality of the situation right now. Her kids, you don't She's scared. You look scared. Um, Asia, you're homeschooling, right? Unfortunately, yes. Oh, mm-hmm. how is that going? Um, a teenager, a thirteen year old. It's yeah, an official teenager. Um, it's okay. The good thing is, is that he's at a very independent age, where it's just like I knock on the door seven thirty. You know, you get up, you shower, you eat, you're in front of the computer, like, you know the deal. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, we don't actually really need to interact very much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I think what the bigger issue is, is that we're constantly looking at each other. Like, mm. we're under the same roof. Like, those eight plus hours a day that we were apart, you know, when I was going into the office and he was going to school and extracurricular stuff, like... It's like space in a relationship. It's kind of keeps things healthy. And now that we're just constantly under the same roof and like I'm baking my ass off now and now here you come making a sandwich and shit and you see that I'm doing it's it's just. So tell Asia, for the people that don't know, tell the people why you're baking. Who who are you? Who is Asia? Because I'm gonna get into how we met Asia. There's after a lot of the hats. Break. There's a lot of hats that I keep mm-hmm. finding and I keep wearing. I went from blogger to podcaster to now I'm an amateur baker. I like many people. Would I didn't. Make. I heard you weren't amateur. I heard him Jones banging. I, I didn't go to school, so I mean my shit is my shit is cracked. But you know it's just. I just had and the time. And she sprinkles, she sprinkles the salt on <laughs> the, top. The light sea salt on top. That's a big deal <laughs> on top of the cookies. That's, it's pretty. That's, it's pretty bomb. It's pretty bomb. So, um, are you just distributing the with like how are people? How can people have access to them? Are you just like chokinghazardkitchen.com? Um, chokinghazardkitchen.com. So, <laughs> I live. Yes. I love it. So I started just. It really started, like, I've always, I don't know if anybody else does this, but I always, like, pin, like, recipes, like, ooh, I want to try that, ooh, I want to try that, or, like, things I've always wanted to just try to do in the kitchen I never had the time for, because I was a full-time mom going into the office, and pre-COVID, I didn't have time for any of that shit, and then, like, working from home for, like, a month, and then eventually getting laid off, it was just like, oh, I guess I'll try my hand at baking bread, and making cookies, and making flatbread, and all types of random shit, and holy fuck, I'm good at it. So I just started this little business and I give cookies away to my neighbors and I do local pickups and deliveries um, in L.A. And I just started shipping nationwide as yes. of two weeks ago. <laughs> so, um, yeah, place an order <laughs> and I got you. So that's what I do now. Fire. Mm-hmm. So choking hazard mm-hmm. kitchen, right? Yes. Okay, so why the choke? Is there another choke that's in your life? Yes, so I have had a blog. It started on Tumblr um, called Chokes and Gags. The name 
really, I just, I'm all about shock value, always. I always have been. I always want people to be like, oh, shit. Like, that's just, I, I, I live, I, right, I live for that reaction. And when I first started the blog, like, I was just doing, I was just talking about sex. It was kind of like a tell-all. I was just started. I just started telling stories, and it wasn't like a kiss and tell where I'm naming names and like this nigga did this and he had a what. Like it was nothing like that. It was just my point of view with all my sexcapades. I was a bored um, single mom living in South Philly at the time, and I just you know, I, you know, no, no, it was, it was, <laughs> it was. That's what it's like. And I started to just separate, you know, mom work life from. Um, you know, just my personal like after hours life, and I was just detailing it like in words, and then like people just started asking me questions because they, fi- I guess they figured I knew a thing or two about sex. So, mm-hmm. you know, I talked about like my first time with a girl, and I talked about you know all the sex parties and all the just just my my sex life, and so that started the blog on Tumblr, and then I just kind of brought it over to Instagram, and I am chokes and gags or Auntie chokes. Auntie, Auntie Cho. Auntie Cho. <laughs> I fucking live. Auntie Chokes. Like, that just kind of stuck. I didn't come Girl, up with it. put it on a shirt right <laughs> put, now. Put it I on a shirt. It. Okay, okay. Auntie Chokes. Auntie Chokes. We're going to get into Auntie Chokes. Okay. <laughs> We're going to get into all of that. But first, um, Shanti, can you please ask the people to do something for us? For favor. We... Would love for all of you guys who've been rocking with us for a very long time and those that are new, newly addicted, to please rate, subscribe, and share our podcast from whatever platforms you are listening from. Um, again, Antoinette said last week and this week, when you guys listen and share little snippets or your favorite parts or your points of inspiration, it's not only like confirmation for us, but it lets other people know what the hell we talking about and who we are. Um, and if you like to see our raggedy faces, Antoinette's never clothed, quite honestly. Um, never. <laughs> if you want to see the beautiful Aunt, faces naked, of Look at Asia of our guests, you can join our Patreon and you can see our videos and what we look like, what we're doing and what we're not doing half the time which is like getting clothed and cleaning our room properly (laughs) (laughs) all right also we know what time it is we have been talking about this black business for quite some time and we are not going to stop anytime soon in fact i've just invited the uh, founder and the owner to come on and talk about her business and i think that it's important that each week we highlight black business so we are shouting out love lavender shay one more again uh and in addition to that like taylor the owner has reached out she said that she's gotten a lot of love from the around the way curls community which makes me really happy so please y'all continue to support love lavender shay she is offering 10 percent off with the code around so yeah, Shanti, you fought, you used it, yeah, right? Yeah, I used it. I really, really loved the shea butter that has the mica in it. So they're again, all of them are in these cute little small travel size, which is great, especially if you have a kid and you have a little ashy kid as well, like I do. But my favorite for my personal use has been the um, 
the kind of tinted shea butter. And what gives it is it's the yeah, island, the island one, right? one that gives it that is it has Same. mica in it, which is like a natural um it's an actual natural element in the earth and it gives you this really nice golden specks on your skin that give you this really beautiful glow and shimmer. So that's been my favorite. I also she love that it's not mica. super like fragrant. Like it has a really nice, subtle, clean, light, fruity smell, but mm -hmm. it's not like overpowering, which I'm sensitive to. So really liked it. I didn't even realize that mica was like mica. I don't even know what that is. Cause I know that she, uh, that everything is basically, or it's organic. Like she's, she's very serious about that. And she's researched that like done her research. Cause most people, they're just putting like glitter. No, mica is a natural like <laughs> element. It's like a, it's a rock basically to be completely honest. It's oh, like, and what you break mm -hmm. it down and it turns into yeah. like dust kind of vibes. Oh wow. That's what's up. So uh, wow. You just taught me something because I'm over here like this glitter is. Where'd you so get this glitter nice. from? I gotta go to Michael's to get some. <laughs> I like it's not even like caking on me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself so much. Anyway, so uh, yeah, like you said, all products are travel size, and with then they're with personal travel reminders. I know it's a lot of people not traveling, but my dumbass just realized I can throw this in my bag. Like you ever like we're at that point in fall where. <laughs> If I don't have sneakers on, I probably haven't put <laughs> lotion mm -hmm. on my feet. And so my feet are out and they're looking crazy because white. Anyway, so I'm going to end up, I'm going to start throwing this in my bag. Again, you can get 10% off of each per, uh, purchase using the code AROUND. And another thing is that she donates 10% of each purchase to a cause. Um, I know that September was Girls Going Global. Uh, we'll find out what's happening in October, and we will bring her on. So shout out to Love Lavender Shea, y'all. Continue to support. My birthday is coming up next month, so if you feel inclined, you don't even need to send it to me. My birthday can, present could just be buy some damn Look at you from this young, black, enterprising queen. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. You ain't even say. You're like, oh, she's sick. <laughs> so now, pop culture, child. Before we get into it, because we all know we got to talk about this week. I just want to say that this weekend I was watching Hook. Remember Hook? Yes, with Robin Williams. Mm -hmm. Yes, right. Classic. And I was watching Julia Roberts with her big tall ass play Tinkerbell, and I was just like, yeah, terrible casting. Terrible, terrible casting. <laughs> I say that but also this is uncouth like th that, <laughs> that was trash uncouth. whoever did that she knew the <laughs> casting director and got that but I want to say that amazing casting has been done this time around and so our 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 we stand for Yara Shahidi mm -hmm. and Yara will be playing Tinkerbell in the upcoming live action Peter Pan movie and I'm really hyped because I love Peter Pan. I saw the Mary Martin one when they were flying on strings and you could see him. Mm -hmm. And she was in her tights playing a boy. Mm -hmm. I remember the the cartoon one and I remember Hook. So I'm here for it and I can't wait. Who, and if you, know you can see my face right Pan? now. I do not and I do not care. Oh. All I know is that Yara is Tinkerbell and that is a, that's good casting, no? It, it is, but there's just such there's so much more people like who's rufio who's Girl, hook who's peter know. pan like who <laughs> i'm just curious 
Listen, Who is we need Peter to take Pan? Our wins as this is we, important. Why are you? Why are y'all being like this? See, you can't even celebrate a fucking victory. You can't even fucking celebrate. Who We're is Peter Pan? So, it's cool. Who's Rupio? It's cool. It's cool. Who's Hook? It's it's great. It's great. Just shit on my excitement. Fine, let's get into the evil then. On the heels of the Brianna Taylor verdict, Tory Lanez capitalizes off of shooting a black woman, drops his album Daystar, and our brothers and our sisters are out here on Twitter, on social media, on Instagram, who just the day before was hashtag protect black women, but they out here streaming Tory's record. So Pathetic. I am confused. And not only, not wait, not only, let's let's just lay it out there before we give our opinion. Not only are y'all streaming it, but y'all are supporting this clown because you're now questioning questioning the validity the val- validity of Megan's story. So now we got people like, well, it's two sides to every story. Da, 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 da. Sounds like very like all lives mattery to me, but I'll shut up. So despite medical evidence supporting her story, because the album sonically is appealing to you, y'all corny asses have decided to overlook this action and to stream this fucking record. And shout out to OK Player, who, in all fairness, has been under fire lately due to their own treatment of women in the workplace because they are refusing to stream this album. They're like, this is not going on our fucking website. Shout out to Philly. Also, I highly recommend folks check out Lauren Mawat. She penned a really like readworthy article on the situation. It's titled, Let's Not Listen to Tory Lanez's Sociopathic New Album. <laughs> Um, but I'm just curious, you know, and well, here's a quote from it. She writes, what's astonishing about Lane's capitalizing on this moment is that he's standing firmly in a night that was marked by gun violence. Equally moving is the fact that up until now, he's only spoken out when his streaming numbers took a tremendous drop in recent weeks. To be clear, the streams went down after Megan declared that Tory shot her in the foot. Last thing I'll say about this is his corny ass has recently come out or his team has come out and said they are donating a portion of the proceeds to the Breonna Taylor Foundation. Thoughts? So he said something like, how could I have shot you if no ligaments or bones were like touched? He's also texted her and said, I'm sorry, I was super drunk. I'm so sorry. Yes. He also said, well, she's really big, but this Negro is 5'2". Everybody's really big. So no shade to 5'2", men. Shout out to y'all. Nah, I mean, but everybody's like, big to him. Like, the fuck? You <laughs> looking bro, up to every fucking body. I, just, I think Everybody. he's out of his mind and whoever... Whatever business people that because he's not, team? yeah, who, whatever whatever record label, whoever's like giving him a platform and like strategizing the release of this. Mm-hmm. Or, all, or, I mean, like what? 
I feel like a lot of these artists or a lot of people in the industry, whether, you know, no matter what your craft is, most people are surrounded by yes men and women. And I know Mr. and Mrs. Me Too's. Like, that's really Mm -hmm. about it. And I, I feel like some people are surrounded by that knowing damn well it's a hot buttered mess, but they don't have the balls to say, that's probably not a good idea. But it's 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 happening anyway. Like, I love how people are just like, well, how is she able to stand up? And she was shot in the foot because, you know, suddenly everybody's a medical professional and they don't understand that like shrapnel can, you know, destroy muscle and tissue and this and that. And you should be in a cast and you weren't really shot. And it's it's just at the end of the day, it's like. Why don't we want to believe this woman? Like there was there there's been countless evidence. There was medical footage. Some somehow I I don't know if there's if this is valid, but like uh I think the shade room got her medical records and confirmed that doctors said that the the injury was in fact gunshot injury. So look, oh, now it's real. I'm sorry. It wasn't real when she said that I was fucking shot in the foot by Tory Lane. No, like it's apparently just Apparently not. I, and she didn't have a she didn't say that for mad long cuz she was protecting him. And that's an, that's because another that's what we do. Her instinct was to protect him yeah. and herself, yeah. but to protect him. I have to say that my issue, my biggest annoyance and issue with this is not even him, because he's trash. And like I knew he was trash when he was doing his like little Instagram live joints, and I was like, everybody thinks this is so fire, but like never he doesn't have any fucking respect for us. And like none of this is shocking to me that he shot a, a woman, like. That seems right in line. My issue is these motherfuckers that are hashtag Brianna Taylor matters, hashtag believe women one day, and now you streaming this shit talking about, well, it's fire. He wasn't convicted. So now black men just got it. Now it's just like, you know, you just you just get to say anything and then they're automatically guilty. They're it's super like, what? They're super they're super selective. It's just like, oh well. I'm going to support Kanye because, you know, this album is fire. It's the same thing with Tori. It's just it's like, sa- it's like, oh, well, it does sound good. Who gives a fuck? Like, because are you- it's protect black women until mm-hmm. it's protect black women against black men. Yes. From black men, rather. That it's part. protect black women until, and, and she's a badass bitch. Mm. It, I was talking, I was having a conversation two nights yesterday and two nights ago with, a one man who was very like, I'm sick of this um, protect black women narrative. The black men don't protect black women and all this shit. And then his homie was like, he used to be like that. And it's interesting. When this album came out, he texted me and was like, yo, all that shit that I said, I get it now. Because y'all not protected. And I see it. Like I see mad dudes out here that's just like disregarding everything. Now, this other dude I was having a conversation with, he was like still in the, I'm tired of this narrative. I protect black women all the time. So I had to say to them, not protect black women. And we need to do an episode on what this means, protect black women. Because I was like, it's a lot of black men that will protect black women they know. Black women they want to fuck. Mm-hmm. Black women they think is cute. Yeah. Black women they think smart. Again, like the it's awkward black girl. It's very the trans selective. black girl. Mm-hmm. The fat black girl. The corny black girl. They don't get protection. And not only from not only that, but there's a. I told them I was like there are black men. I have so many black men in my life. Love them to death, and they love me. If I called them today and said some shit's going down over here, I need you to come over here. 
they would be here. Very clear about that. If I dated any one of them, they would cheat on me. So protect black women does not just look like protect me in the street. Protect black women means protect me emotionally. It means don't lie to me. Tell me the truth. It means honor me. It means be a fucking real human being. Well, I think... Treat me like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's when it, it, it touches a nerve of, of just people's capacity or their understanding of what... Um, yeah, what caring is, right? And like and, what, and, what and the go, values are. But you have to also understand that that protection that they want to provide so badly, that this, this quote unquote, this masculine protection has more to do with their ego mm. than protecting us. Mm-hmm. Because I've also been in situations with male friends who like, I'll never forget, I'm walking down the street and this guy says some old off the wall shit to me. And I, but I'm walking down the street with my male friend and the first thing he said was, this motherfucker don't see me? It wasn't, don't talk to her like that. Like, you don't respect her. It was like, how the fuck are you going to disrespect me mm-hmm. like that? And he was caught up on that. Like, you disrespected mm-hmm. me. I'm standing right here. You don't know who she is to me. This mine's. Mm-hmm. And it's this ownership. And it's like, wait a minute. Did you say anything about just if I was walking down the street by myself that he shouldn't have said it? Or it was all about you? Unfortunately, I think... Like many things that, you know, come out as adults, young adults or, you know, middle-aged or much older, whatever, it all comes from our childhood and how we were raised Mm -hmm. and what has been or has not been instilled in us, you know, as we were, we were growing up. And when I, when I think of all the fuck boys I know, (laughs) when I think of how they were brought up if I know anything or their parents or their home environment or whatever, it's just like, of course you're a dickhead. Like what else would you right. be? You know, what you, I'm, you, know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, you're a product of your environment and right. who you were. Surrounded. I'm not saying that's an excuse because it, it is not because I mean, it's very possible to be, you know, flowers can grow from shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you just have to, you got to be so strong-willed to be better than where you came from or from what you were given. But it's, I, I think, I find it interesting that when we ask for black women, especially dark, darker-skinned black women, when we ask and demand, like, basic human respect and decency, it's just like, oh, girl. Like, that is the tone. But I feel mm-hmm. like when it is someone who... I, I hate to say it, but it, it fucking exists. Someone who fits the 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 mold of like light skin, curly hair, and just like exotic or white or anything that's or just to be gorgeous or someone that's fuckable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like they shout, they yeah, overshower yeah. her. Yeah, they overshower her with you know with respect and and acknowledgement and yeah and all of this. Like I hate that. Like that, that whole privilege is she, there. Why she do was we so, think Alicia she was Keys so, is always yes, called to go do all these goddamn yes, shows and shit? I'd be like, girl, shut up, girl. Shut up, Alicia. Wow, we call it Alicia. Come to the face of positivity and transformation and change, Alicia. But anyway, it's anyway. Go ahead, keep going. No, Asia. no, it's just you know I'm just tired of looking at the same aesthetic. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's 
it's getting really tired. And I, I hate when situations like this happen, when you got this tall, black, beautiful black woman like Megan Thee Stallion, something like this happens to her. And it's like, I don't know. The production was pretty good. And like, we don't know what happened. I'm sorry. So you you mean to tell me that there may be something that Tori could say that was like, oh, well, you know, he had every right to shoot her. It's like, there's nothing. There is there's nothing. no right to shoot her. There's nothing. But I think... Or, or anyone. In, in, in talking with somebody recently that was like, yeah, I'm going to still listen to his music. There, th- there's this separation that happens, similar to the whole thing with R. Kelly, similar to, you know... Similar to things that we have to face that's not necessarily around gender or race, but just like our ethics around things. Are you going to buy from Amazon? Are you going to continue to, you know, support these certain companies that do these things? And it's just like they they don't care. Like there's no... I'm a, I know it's messed up, but I like the music. The beat bangs. I like him for his music, not for he for who he is. So this is what... So it gets all like convoluted. They separate and the it, art, it gets, quote unquote, from mm-hmm, the artist. And it's mm-hmm. like... But again, it, it just like, goes back to like, what, what, what do we really value? What are, what are our ethics? What, what... And I, and I think it does go back to like that our own self-reflection and, like, a uh, standard that we hold for ourselves. You know what I mean? I, for me, it feels mm-hmm. like, oh, you're, you may be really slippery in, your, in how you move through this world. I don't know. I mean, obviously, if, if somebody is like Tori, I don't even know the man's name. Tori, I keep wanting to call him Tori Lennox. Lanes. That's not his name. <laughs> but What were you saying, Asia? I was, um, I kind of lost my thought for a second, but... I was going to say that it all comes down to just like how much integrity that we have as, as, as individuals. And it's funny that you say that just kind of giving the example of like, say supporting Amazon, like my best friend and I were just talking like a couple hours ago and she said something about, she's a DJ and she said something about, um, you know, whether or not, oh, she's has different political views and I'm not going to get into it, but she does not, she does not vote, will not vote. We've been friends for almost 10 years. I've, I've had those arguments with her, those debates with her. I don't even have them anymore because I understand who she is, her thoughts. It's just pointless. It's a waste of breath. But, you know, she, she said someone asked her to, like, DJ, like, a, you know, pro-voting function or whatever, and she had to decline because she knows that that just wouldn't be right. Like, I don't even believe in it. Like, why would I, you know, provide my services if I can direct you to someone else who can? She's also vegan. You know, she's not going to DJ at, you know, the, the, the soul food rib brunch, you know, up the street. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's kind of the same thing. Like, I mean, I, I was a huge Kanye fan. But when Kanye, I mean, it got to be real, real difficult to, you know, like really stand for Kanye because he became just way too problematic. And I just, I just I had to step, step back. I stopped listening to his yeah. albums. I mean, the old shit, I mean, I'm just like, eh, but I just, I, I was able to tap out. And I feel like, you know, some people have a hard time doing that with music. Like, you know, especially with like R. Kelly, people are just like, oh, well, I'm not going to stop playing R. Kelly because I mean, he got some bangers, you know, and all that. But I'm just like, I, 
I don't really give a fuck if I never hear another one of his songs ever again. You know what I'm saying? So, but then it's like, I understand how, you know, I've heard all these rumors or or just facts about, I know how Amazon workers are being treated and, you know, overworked and, you know, for shit pay and no insurance. But I have an Amazon package delivered like every day. I don't know if I would give that, you know what I'm saying? So like, I think there's, I think that that says that there are levels of integrity within all of us. And I, I still believe that it's pretty low if when it comes to music with certain subjects and, and issues like violence, gun violence, that you can say, eh, it's okay. I can still support him with Tory Lanez in this situation. Yeah. I don't know. But shout out to all the people that, um, that are streaming Tory Lanez's uh, little project. You know who you are, and there is a special place in hell for you. It's like, I'm playing, I'm playing. Um, but I really do feel that way. Next, politics. Oh, no. Shanti, you got something. What do I have to say? Child, if you don't follow this outline, stop I don't playing see with where it, me. Oh, this, that, this, is, this, is, this is not important either. It's just, it's just a little, um, I would like to get people's uh, feedback I just started reading Transcendent Kingdom. This is more update, um, but it's also pop culture because she's a famous author. But um, Homegoing by Yagyasi, Gayasi, Lord, Jesus, help me. She is the author of Homegoing, which was an epic masterpiece. I recommend that to every and anybody who wants a good read. Internet, have you finished it yet? (laughs) <laughs> home going no and it's so That's good so crazy to me but anyway what this is, is not as good and what'd you say <laughs> what is Asia, it about you home going or this yeah. one both home going's amazing is it fiction mm-hmm. or yes but there's historical reference in it so basically it takes you from she like ain't read the before. damn book but she go go ahead go do you boo <laughs> be great <laughs> that is ain't even finished i books. didn't finish the book <laughs> Because I can say what it is. It take it basically it it basically is showing you like lineage. Mm-hmm. So you the the issue is every chapter is like its own chapter. So like you start with you start out with like this basic set of characters, like before slavery. And then they go through all of this shit and they have kids and then the next chapter is their kids' lives. A, and you just mm. like yeah, it, it just it, a, they, those characters that you love disappear. A, so like chrono- for me when I'm mourning it, I'm you I'm I when I'm reading it, I'm mourning the I'm mourning the care the loss of them. I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. I just got really attached to them and they're gone. Mm-hmm. And I gotta learn their kids. But it's showing you all of like the generational okay. how it's like how this stuff is carried on. So the it the it starts in Ghana. Right, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. a split between two family lineages, and what mm-hmm. happens chronologically in history, mm-hmm. right, from the point of view of the two people. One person gets shipped to the Americas. One person mm-hmm. person stays in Ghana, and so it follows their their stories and their sisters. Yeah, the descendants of those original people that got okay. shipped from Ghana to the Americas. And like, so it goes through, you know, reconstruction period, civil rights area, 80s mm-hmm. and 90s, area. 2000. And it just shows like black American history and African history and how they're shared, okay. but very, very different. And it just like, it is so beautifully written. The way that she does it is just like, it sounds what like a, the fuck? 
It's genius. But anyway, like I, the, I haven't finished it literally because <sighs> there was a couple characters that I was just like, I'm not ready to move on from it. But I'm, I have it right on is my it, nightstand. Is it going to provoke? I'm because I, I just there. I can't watch like Fruitville Station. I can't watch like Child. Twelve Years a Slave. Like I can't those. Oh, those I mean, it's movies. about Black History, baby. It makes you cry. I know. It tears okay. you apart. All right. So but I need it to also makes you really proud. To see how far okay. people motherfuckers can come. So she's an incredible author. I'm just curious what everybody thinks about this. I want everybody to read this as well. Ain't nobody reading. This is 2020. Child. But I, I, I am, it feels like a, not to say this is bad, but I guess that was it like her masterpiece. Good. That was like voodoo. And then you have to come out with another. Here you <laughs> That's go. That's another thing I forgot to talk about. Damn. I'm not doing this All with right, you not, right now. I, I have so many updates. I'm not about to argue voodoo brown sugar anyway, with you. Anyway, it's a masterpiece. Asia, voodoo or brown sugar? Wait, voodoo or brown sugar? D'Angelo. She, voodoo. She, she, wow, she said voodoo. Also, who do you think, if they had a versus, Beyonce or Jay-Z, who would win the versus? Between the two? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is not hard. This is not that hard. Jay Z. Jay Z. Yes, okay. Queen. Jay Z. And now we can continue right, the podcast because yeah. you know what the fuck yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, baby. I mean it, it doesn't really, but it would be Jay Z, like without a doubt. Around yeah. the way, curls listeners, what's good with you guys collectively? Yeah, y'all were wilding with that. <laughs> well, that's I why. Mean, but they the were like, Beyonce, Beyonce be would on win. Some shit. The Beehive be on some shit. They, they, they. I'm I'm in the Beehive, but I'm also but you very got clear. Yeah, like y'all wildin'. Matter of fact, I'm gonna do a whole bonus episode and I'm gonna take you through. Cause I made a playlist. Shanti, did you listen to that playlist I sent you? I was so angry that day. I was on my way to Philly and I was like, fuck this. I am going to make a playlist of all of Jay Z's like hits. It's like a hundred songs. It's a lot. Beyonce could never. What is Beyonce playing after Heart of the City? Like, what is she playing? Kitty cat, <laughs> green light, <Girl>. kitty cat. <laughs> you don't cut it out. Y'all, y'all irritate me with that. All right, moving on. Mm. Politics is usual. Wow. Oh. Brianna Taylor. I don't have nothing else. To, I mean, I did. I knew in my head. I was like, this. They did. They in their minds, in the in the officers' minds, and in the attorney general, who's a clown. They did everything that was legal, mm-hmm. like that no-knock warrant is, was legal mm-hmm. at the time, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. I knew that there were not going to, that these officers were not going to jail. What I did not know <laughs> was that they were going to charge them for endangering the, the houses around. The, like, they I think, they again, in their the simple-headed officer. minds, they're like, we're going to give them this money. And we're going to have some kind of charge. But those are two different suits. That's a mm-hmm. civil suit, which is in a different court. But I th- it's a different thing. Nonetheless, them, I still think that the city yeah. officials, the people mm-hmm. that have power, that make high decisions, were like, all right, we don't want this to be chaos. Technically, they didn't do anything wrong. Let's give them some money and let's throw give a them charge some money and let's try to... And some taxpayer let's, money, let's try to, yeah. to be clear. some way mm-hmm. to, like... Try and 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 you know make it seem Just, like, mm-hmm. but and, you know and I was, I watched this uh, Instagram video with a lawyer, and she was like, the reason that 
we're saying defund the police. The reason that we're saying burn this shit all down because the way that the system is set up is so that these very things can happen and that they can get away, that they can just get away from it. It's not set up to protect anybody. It's set up to make sure that everything's that in place like so that police and the law force is like protected because if it weren't set up that way, do you know how many police would actually have to go to jail? Do you know it would be mm-hmm. it, it it wouldn't be the system that it is if there were checks and balances or if it was thoughtful and structurally created so that that type of shit. Do you know how many times that shit has happened? And unfortunately, when it happens to white people, because of racism, somehow or other, the results are different. Like the somehow, like the the system. I don't know. Crazy. Shit changes. All yeah. of a sudden, it's like, hey, oh, we had a glitch in the system. You, you know, that person has to be charged with murder. But when it goes back to like people that don't matter, this is this is the this is the system. So I'm as much. It just hurt me. It just hurt me because number one, again, and this goes back to even Megan, gun violence is terrifying. It's traumatic to have to have that happen. Is just like it, that. That was just terrifying to so many people for a mother to know for a mother to get that phone call for her boyfriend to experience that for them to try and lie and cover it up like the Mm -hmm. the trauma that they created the neighborhood the people that may have not even known brianna but just the neighbors there like that is terrifying just the loss of it is like yeah, I can't, I can't, it's just crazy. It's just fucking wild. And I just, it like hurt really, really bad. And there's nothing that we can do at this point. Like within the structure that it is. You know what I mean? Like, what do we do? Right. I don't... This sounds super negative, but to me, I think it's just keeping it 100. I don't see anything changing. I really don't. Not in our lifetime. Maybe our children's. Maybe. Maybe. But the way the system has been set up, because it was set up deliberately to... It's functioning as as it was designed. As it was designed to. (laughs) It's protecting, you know, the rich, white, and elite and not people that look like us. It's designed. It's it's set up the way, like you said, the way it was it was designed to. But I, I'm tired. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it make you know, it makes me sad. And but it's am I surprised? None of this is new to me. Slavery was a legal, hash- y'all. There's a new hashtag. There's a new name. There's there's a new. And sometimes I I, I it's my own fault because we're all like 
we're all on our phones majority of the time. We're all on fucking Instagram or some social media platform or whatever. And you don't know what you're going to scroll into. And, you know, I scroll into like some, it's like a watching, walking away from a train wreck. It's like, oh shit, like, oh shit. And then it's like, you know, someone else getting pulled over and beat the fuck up or having a knee on the back of their neck or some shit. And then I'm enraged again. And my whole fucking day is shot. So it's like, I stopped watching, you know, movies that trigger me. Like, you know, 12 Years a Slave and Fruitville Station and then just like shit like, like it just, I know it exists. I'm not, I'm not not acknowledging that it is present and it is here. And it, it just, it doesn't make me feel good, especially as a, as a parent, as a mother. And I have mm. a little black boy mm. and he's, I'm five two or barely. And he's my height and he's 13. And, you know, I got to now I'm having more and more conversations with him about like how to conduct himself when I'm not around or when he comes across a police officer or a white person of authority or just it's it makes it makes it very, very (laughs) difficult. And again, like I'm I, I like to see people in every city across the nation marching and protesting and doing all of this. But. For what? I'm not saying we shouldn't do it, but like nothing's gonna change. Ain't shit gonna change. Like, okay, we'll get a couple street signs and you know, all lives matter. I mean, um, um, all Black Lives Matter. You know, painted in the streets and a couple street signs and this oh, and that and everything. But it's just like we're not we're not gonna get we're not gonna get what we deserve. We're not gonna get what we need. And I think we will. I'm one of these people that's in the streets. I'll be honest. I'm one of these motherfuckers that's out. In the streets protesting. And can I and say I something think, real, real quick? Real yes, quick. Yes, please. On the point of protesting, like when this shit first started, I wanted to get out there, but I started to notice that not only was it becoming dangerous for protesters just to be out there because you going toe to toe with heavily armed mm-hmm. police officers that don't like your black ass to begin with. I am now seeing. That a lot of people that are just, you know, went out protesting on a Tuesday night, they're catching federal fucking charges. And not just because they stood on a car and broke the fucking windshield, but just, but because there's facial recognition and they're just literally targeting people and making examples out of them. So now I feel like the peaceful protesters that just decided to go out on a Monday night and went back home and went to bed, you might fuck around and catch a, a fucking felony in the next week or so. So it's just, I, I say that, I'm not saying saying you shouldn't be out there doing it, but it's just so risky to even go outside and peacefully fucking protest. Like Which is our constitutional right. <laughs> Yeah, I hear I hear you. I'm going to keep going. But I'm I don't know. I, something in me is like I have to. Then that's me. And I don't think I'm not faulting anybody else for not feeling that way. Mm-hmm. I just feel like if it's I, trouble that I get into, if that's what I'm supposed to, then it's good trouble. I, I think it. yes, good trouble. Hashtag. I think Fuck you. no, I'm not Sam <laughs> that's I'm serious. I think that um I think that inevitably, right, like, just to go back to even home going, like, collectively, energetically, something's going to give. Things are going, I think things are going to change. How likely they're going to change within the confines and under the processes of the system that we live in, 
I don't think that that's going to happen. But I think there I feel somehow disruption somehow mm-hmm. is going it's it has to happen. It just has to. This shit isn't sustainable. It just has to happen. Now if it's going to happen If it does happen, through I don't see these, it happening like, without a lot of violence. I mean, I don't know. I it, honestly I well, hope that there's another way. God willing. But like Look at us. Look at us. Like really look look come on. Come on. Like look well, at us. Well, All of us. I mean, I do think that 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 it's going to get real and it's going to it's not going to be easy. And like well, I think we I don't know if it's going to be like Let's get into that. Let's get into that because there's a lot of people saying that we are on the verge of a civil war, right? So let's talk about Child. real qu- quick the shit that's going on. Yesterday, I was, or excuse me, was it yesterday? Child's been a, it's been a long weekend with this mess. I think it was today. It was, was it yesterday? Anyway, I got a notification on my phone that shit said Trump's, New York Times has Trump's motherfucking taxes. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh my God, stop everything. I have to read this. Amazing timing. Mm-hmm. Yo, this is insanity. This man, <laughs> this man paid $750, y'all. That's more than my broke ass. I mean, like, less than my broke ass. Like, he paid $750 in 2016 when he was elected. And then I went back and was like, let me do some research. Obama paid $1,792,000 in taxes when he was president. Bush, $250,000. Clinton, only $62,000. Bush Sr., $100,000. Reagan, $165,000. Help me understand. This motherfucker is crooked as shit, but his sheep are still like fake news. And if he didn't pay, then he's a genius. That's how you got to work the system. Mm -hmm. And then you have people on the other side that's like, so again, we're being polarized, right? Because this is why we're talking about the Civil War shit. Now, Trump has now confirmed who his um, Supreme Court justice nominee is. That is Amy Coney Barrett. And Amy got some shit with her. Now, I think that CNN is very biased. I think Fox can be very biased. So I'm an NPR girl as of right now. I, I listen to my CNN for my fix, but I'd be like, y'all are... We know that you hate Trump. We got it. With my little bit of research on Sister Amy, she's not a sister, but you know what I mean. You have to consider that Trump has made it very clear what how you qualify for it to be a Supreme Court justice. You have to one be opposed to Roe v. Wade. You have to like him, and you have to be down to overturn the Affordable Care Act. Point blank. Period. That is what he wants. So now you have this woman coming up. She's going to be pushed through very quickly. This is a month before the election. Most of the people in this country, according to polls, think Republicans and Democrats think it's incredibly unfair that this woman is being pushed through because whoever wins the election coming up, they should pick since this president only has a month left, could possibly only have a month left in office. So we have Roe v. Wade that's dangling. We don't know what's going to happen with that. We have um, Obamacare dangling, LGBTQ plus uh, rights. She was opposed to marriage equality. And then you also have this looming election, ladies and gentlemen, 
where Trump has basically said, if I lose this election, I am going to challenge it. And I am going to sue because I do not trust these mail-in ballots. And you want to know who's going to decide who's, who won the election? The motherfucking Supreme Court. The Supreme Court that he is now going to have three justices on. Now, the Supreme Court is supposed because it's going to come down to legality. It's going to come down to he's suing, he's this, I don't trust this, what, what do we all think, Right. And they're the highest court in the land. When it comes down to that, we can hope and pray and wish that these motherfuckers do not become politicized, which people are arguing that the court has become politicized, and that they follow the Constitution, regardless of their feelings or their, um, what is it, their, their, their connection to Trump, their loyalty to him. This is where we're at. Now, if it gets down to that and the people are watching this unfold and this shit is bubbling up inside motherfuckers, if you think you think it was bad just a couple months ago, people going to burn this shit down. They're going to be like this will be the first time in history that there was not a peaceful transfer of power, and that is going to be the decline of democracy here in the United States of America. I said it. Internet said it. I didn't say it. <laughs> I said it, and you heard it here first. Internet because said these, if these motherfuckers are like, you know what, we we actually think that tr- Trump Trump's gonna stay in here, which I don't think will happen because we still have Justice Roberts. We still have folks, but you have to understand this: the, the Supreme Court is now going to be tipped to be very, very. It, it it's conservative. It's going to be a conservative court. That's just what it is. So to everybody who doesn't like to vote, to everybody, this, that, that, we need motherfuckers to vote because it needs to be so clear that this motherfucker lost. Like it can't be close anywhere. It needs to be without a doubt. We don't care if we miscounted 100,000 ballots. You still lost, sir. That's how clear it needs to be. Like the lines need to be wrapped around, like people... I'm serious because if it's marginal, yeah, we're fucked. Child, we're fucked. We fucked. Mm-hmm. And now we're hoping that the Supreme, oh the Kavanaugh, will do the right thing. Y'all better, y'all better re up on your ammo. Y'all better, <laughs> better stock up. I'm, I'm, d- like, I'm dead ass. I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so serious. It's about it's it's a, it's very very scary times and, and shot. Asia, you new here. I don't really talk like this now. I'd be like, listen. And y'all know it's y'all it's are fucking be okay. trouble if you hear it's Antoinette okay. saying this. Antoinette is saying this shit is about to listen. The I appreciate you for breaking mine, it down nah. like that. Because no I heard, I, re- I read about like the whole, well, I don't know if I'm going to give up my seat that easy. Like, And I'm like, can, can you do that? Like, I didn't really understand that. But the way you just, yeah. bro- the way you just broke it down, I'm just like, what? Oh, he's going to sue. He's not. Well, he's not giving that's, this up. That, that, the same that's way. Gonna take, that's gonna take time. Like, yes, the same way that the remember point. Bush and mm-hmm. Gore. Yeah, Bill Clinton was in office chilling. Like, damn, we y'all gonna figure this out? Because mm-hmm. of Florida. How long? But that that didn't take Fucking months. Florida. It did take months. It yeah, did. It took a couple months. I was. I was. Yes. Very. Really? Yeah. It took. No. It took a minute for them to. It didn't take months. For like it a, took months for, for them to for the for them to declare a president. Yes, it did. It wasn't like a week. 
For them to say, okay, this is who won, y'all. Bush. Yeah. Fucking Florida. Yeah. I they also don't understand did. how there are no checks and balances for the Supreme Court. When it is, like, how does... There are checks and balances for the Supreme Court. The way the Supreme Court... Child, we got to move on. But the way the Supreme Court is... there, That there are checks and balances is... So, okay, here we go. So when Amy Coney Barrett, or Barrett, whatever her fuck her name is, when she goes... And she's a... Listen, she's a nice Catholic woman. She got a whole bunch of kids. She got two kids from Haiti. She works out at 4 a.m. She drives two miles to get to Chicago to do her motherfucking job. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Oh, my God. But guess what? She's very conservative, and I ain't. So when she... So she's going to have to go before the Senate. Mm -hmm. There's going to have to be a hearing where everybody's like, you know, bitch, like... Do you think, like, they're going to ask her, do you think that, you know, the American people were polled. Do you think that it's okay that you are being pushed through when there's going to be possibly be a new president within the next month? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, you know, declared a, new, a victory, a, a victor? And she's going to say, that is your job. The Senate is responsible for dealing with politics. I deal with the law. So the, the checks and balances are whoever wins the Senate, mm-hmm. you can't. Get a Supreme Court justice approved without the approval of the mm-hmm. Senate. Now, if we don't have enough senators, which we don't, we being Democrats, okay. because motherfuckers don't vote. Yeah. But, I, but I do believe that expect? there are some Republican the senators, like you said, that are like, this is outrageous. Like, No, there's not enough mm-hmm. because the numbers don't add. We needed three. Mm-hmm. Three. <laughs> three. We needed three. There's only two. Republican senators. Like, there's but, only two that was like, actually, this really is But there fair. are like, some Republican senators this. that have the same sentiment. It's not just like two c- against... It's only two who have that sentiment of, we shouldn't push this through. We needed three. They have the votes. Mm. They have the votes. She's getting pushed through. Y'all can think she's not. Out. Something would have to come out. Like, they would have to shred her. But the people... That's what I'm saying. It's, it's partisanship. Partisanship meaning it's polarized. Mm-hmm. The Republicans vote Republican regardless. They stay now. That's the one thing Republicans do is they fall in line. Mm-hmm. They be like, "I want to get re- reelected in my state, and my state is not for any of this shit. It's a conservative state. I'm going to fall in line because if I vote against this woman, I'm out of a job. Like that's that's what it's turned into. Whereas Ruth Bader Ginsburg, both sides voted her in. They were like, "Oh yeah, she's she's great. Go ahead, flourish." It's just, um, it's a dangerous time, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you listen to NPR and make sure you come back after the break because we're going to talk to Asia. It's going to lighten about... up, guys, a little bit. We're going to go that way. <laughs> Sorry, I got, we got a lot of, what is this energy? This is a lot this of money a... and dicks and guns and death on this side. Money, dicks, guns, Whoa. and death. And oh, then we're going to wow. go to yeah. love and light and dicks. That was... Love and light, Love and, light and vaginas, dicks, and clits. clits. All right. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. We're back. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's lighten load a little bit. Let's talk. I don't. Maybe it won't be light. Hopefully, it will. We actually let's let it be what it let's is. Talk about why it. we gotta. Why we gotta try to force something? Mm-hmm. If this is where we're at, this is where we're at. And if you don't let fuck it with it, turn it off organically. Bitch. There you go. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Asia is here because Asia was very. That's an interesting lady over there now. We was we were all on mm-hmm. an uh, all star episode of Advice for Fuckboy, and on that episode was a couple of comedians, some males. It was us. It was Asia, and it was Lexi with the curls child. And somehow it was brought up, and I don't remember how, but basically, sex of course was a topic, mm-hmm. and. You know, women started talking about their sexual experiences. Asia started talking about her sexual experiences, and they were vast. And and Shanti and I were like, oh, girl, yes, tell us. And the men were like, oh, damn, you know, had their jokes mm-hmm. and had their, oh, you got, wow, you was getting gangbang, you was this, you was that, wow, you was out here, you wilding, corny, mad corny, okay, dismissive, can we say that, we agree on that, very dismissive, Yeah. very like, you know, it was derogatory, the one statement was derogatory, dismissive, it was lightweight, rude. Rude, that dismissive, mm-hmm. derogatory, heavy, really corny heavy, and rude. Not even lightweight. Mm-hmm. And really um, immature, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Lacking maturity. Mm-hmm. So Asia checked them. Well, who checked them? I don't remember. Uh, One of them. You didn't respond. You know when your you kid's right, acting you, crazy and you just be like... That's how you did it. Yeah. You, 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 just, yeah. you right, didn't whatever. respond. You didn't blink an eye. You just continue on with your story. I, I, I waited for them. I, in, that, in, that, in that moment as that was happening, because I, was, I really wasn't expecting that. Not like that. Like maybe to themselves, you know, quietly. But like I can kind of tell you're not like a fan of it or whatever. But just the uproar of cornballness and rudeness. Like I was... I was like, oh, okay. So I just waited. I took a beat. I waited for everybody to calm the fuck down and get over it and, you know, call it everything but a threesome because to them it was a train. It was a, it was a gangbang. It was 
they were just essentially just dragging me for a minute or two, and I was just waiting for them to. Yeah, they said split roast. Yeah, shit like yeah, that. Yeah, it was. It was. A, it was pretty. To me, it was rude all the porn to, terms. So yeah, all the degrading. Yeah, all the degrading rude terms, and I really just waited a minute for it, them to just fucking relax, and I continued. I think on I said I something. This. You did. You did. Yeah. And I, honest, honestly, from what I remember, that was kind of it. It was in the moment. I was surprised. But not really, especially knowing that I was dealing with a lot of immature comedians, you know, right. and it's it's it sucks because it's like it's disappointing because it's just like, damn, like ain't shit change like yeah. niggas, niggas really I'm still think like you. this, like the whole. So we're going to. OK, go ahead. Sorry. Let, let's let. No, no, no. I want to talk to you about what your experience has been. But I do want to make a note and say mm-hmm. that the hosts of the podcast who is a man who had his male comedian homies on or whatever was like, mm-hmm. that's a dub and complete and had your back mm-hmm. and had he our did. back. He did. He and was like, does. this is a dub. We're not doing this. Mm-hmm. We're not doing this. Y'all mm-hmm. corny. And here's mm-hmm. why. So it was, it was a great, you know, time. It was a learning experience. session. Experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us about your experience, Asia. What was your, what has your experience been? Um, you mentioned, threesome you mentioned sex parties you mentioned sex with the woman mm-hmm. can you just elaborate on i guess some people will call it sexual liberation i don't know if you do but just elaborate on what your experience is exploration that's what it's what been like been. that's the way I, i've always viewed it so I've, I've always been a very sexually charged person from from as long as i can remember really since like it started to feel good like around like 17 years old and then you know, as I've gotten older, you know, I was just all about, you know, trying to find my man and getting a boyfriend and stuff like that. But between like boyfriends, especially like early college, like I was just doing me and it was lit. Like I've always been a very open minded free bird, just the whole free spirited person. Like that's always just been me to me. It's just like if it feels good to me spiritually, mentally, sexually, physically, whatever, I want it. And mm-hmm. I, when I realized that, like, sex is lit, like, sex and just fucking around is just, it's fun. And so I had all these fantasies and all these things that, like, I wanted to do. Like, we all watch porn and, like, I, I just never saw an issue with acting on them. I guess maybe it came from, you know, like, my household. Like, I grew up with, like, my mom and, like, my grandparents lived with me and my grandmother taught sex education for over 30 years. Oh, really? Mm, yeah. Wow. She was, uh, she worked for Planned Parenthood for about 20 years as an educator and she taught sex ed in my, in my county for as long as I can remember. And even in my, my grandmother taught sex ed in my school. Like imagine like your grandmother rolling a condom over a wooden penis in health class. I like, <laughs> so I've all, like the discussion of sex was never taboo in my household. You know, like I saw my mom's titties, she saw everything, I saw everything and nothing was taboo in in that area. So I, I think that kind of just kind of pushed me into just being free with it. And I explored everything. Like would, would right after would you describe them like, as being I know that they taught that, but like did you see the That's lived experience of your mother and your grandmother? Were they my 
My grandmother, not so much because she's fucking old. <laughs> but Listen, <laughs> old people be getting it the yeah, fuck they, in. They do, they, they do. But definitely, I noticed it with my mom, mm. just in little conversations and her relationships that she had, and a lot with like the men in my family. Like, it's just like kind of like a running joke in the family that we're all men and women, we're all very sexual. Like, it's just been confirmed all through life that we are all just these sexual beings and we don't really like fake it at all. It's just, this is just who we are. Um, but I think as I've gotten older or what, when, I, when I was getting older, right after I had my son, I, that was like the early chokes, auntie chokes days because I was just Now like, when did you have your son? I had my son when I was 21. Okay. And... After me and his dad kind of split and, you know, I'm just living through life. I'm just working. I'm an executive assistant, you know, like during the day, you know, I'm a mom. I take my son to school. I go to work. I put a, you know, I pick him up from daycare. He goes, goes, goes home. He eats. He goes to bed. And I was bored and I just wanted, I just wanted to do stuff. So I just got online and I just start, I just got online and I just started striking up these conversations and, these meetups and just started meet hooking up with guys and just it was just super chill super casual and it did get to a point where I realized I might have had a problem because there was no control and I found myself needing and wanting too much and putting myself in situations where it could be potentially dangerous for me you know this is I'm talking years ago I'm not talking like you know regular smuggler tender date and you know, we just had right, fun and hooked was... up and went back to his place. These are days where, you know, Craigslist killer was like a thing. You know what I'm right. saying? So, like, um, then that's when I started going to therapy for the first time and realized, oh, honey, you're a nymphomaniac. Like, you you, you, you really crave this, this sex life. And this all stems from uh, child, uh, sex, uh, child abuse, sexual child abuse, I guess. Like, just, and then it... I had to go through all these sessions. I was even put under hypnosis to trigger old memories and things. And it was just like, you were molested by your cousin. And that's why you are who you are, pretty much. Um, so really diving deep into the the trauma that I experienced as a child helped explain why I had all these these desires and why I've always been so sexually charged. And fun fact, so was every woman in my family. So... Mm. I don't think that it's just like, they oh, we abused. just all happened to all of us. Wow. Every, every aunt, my mother, my grandmother, older cousins and aunties, we all were in some, in some way or another. So, you know, it really kind of shapes who you are as an adult. You're, there's no medium. It's either you're very much against it, you know, just mm-hmm. the act of, of sex in general, or it's too much. And it's not balanced. It's not healthy. And there's there's very limited control at some point. So that's where I found I found I found myself. But I think I felt better understanding why I was this way. And then I felt more inclined and liberated to act on it. So I was still wow. I was after no understanding, you know, why I was who I was. I was still like, okay, I think I want to get double penetrated tonight. <laughs> and it's just like I started like looking for these these things and just checking my fantasies just off the list and it was fun Mm. and I think the best thing is like I'm 34 now I did most of that stuff in my 20s and I feel like I've kind of I'm not tired but like I've I've done a lot of the things I've wanted to do 
know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I think it's so important that I hate to see like young couples like rush to get married and do all of these things and not out here hoeing. And I'm not saying like, I mean, you shouldn't force anything in your life, but male or female, I think it's super important to really just get out here and live and just experience. And I'm not saying turn away, turn away love because no, I got to fuck some more guys before I marry someone. You know, I don't, it doesn't necessarily have to be like that, but I learned so much about myself and way more than, than sexually just by getting involved and just doing exactly what I wanted to do, despite, you know, the double standard, despite, you know, niggas just calling me every name in a fucking book because I want to do the exact same thing that they're doing, but I, I'm not ashamed of it. I just... I, I think it's interesting because um, a couple of things, with, like you're talking about double penetration and that, like, it, it's like we automatically go to the woman like oh my god that is crazy but like mm-hmm. there's two men involved in this as, as well or a man and a woman maybe she has a strap on like there's other people involved part, in this but because yeah. i'm a woman mm-hmm. i'm the person that's like oh you are wow you did that <laughs> and it's like i wasn't alone like it was a group of us it was yeah. a couple of us in here yeah like, doing it i also think it's interesting too that when i think about sex and i i, I had to step back while you were while you were explaining and I automatically go to sex is one per- one person and another person, two people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's sex. But in like many cultures, that's not that's no. not only sex. Mm-hmm. And so it's this very limited. And maybe that works for me, like mm-hmm. that because of my own conditioning, right? Um, but I, I I I'm curious to know when you were when you were finished the therapy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're finished, but while you were going through the therapy and you made these self discoveries of like, oh. This is why um, I'm responding this way. This mm-hmm. has helped me become more sexually charged. Mm-hmm. Was there any shame involved in it? Was there any like, wow, I'm doing this because because of that? Maybe I should chill, or oh, I feel this, or because what it sounds like, it sounds like it was like, oh, this is this is why. Mm-hmm. Now I understand it, but this is still who I am. Mm-hmm. So I never really felt shame. You know, mm-hmm. like it never, it never felt good to be shamed. You know, like I, I don't know if you've heard. Of, I think I, I brought it up on on um, advice for from a fuckboy uh, podcast before, but about um, being ridiculed and bullied um, in high school because mm-hmm. this guy, long, extremely long story short, older guy, he wanted me to like suck his dick or whatever. I was in sixth grade. I'm like, bro, like leave me alone. He stole my glasses. It was like like my dick or I'm not gonna give you back your glasses so you can't catch your bus like just you know like first world you know uh fuck boy and because I didn't he told everybody that I did and it was just sixth this rumor grade he was in eighth grade I was in sixth grade and this rumor followed me until I was a freshman in high school I oh dealt with God. I dealt with this shit I mean girl I was in fights all the time because girls wanted to whoop my ass because they're because their niggas wanted to fuck with me like it was just it was, and then I was raped in high school, and I felt like there was nothing that I could really do about it because it's just like, well, everybody's already shamed me, and it became like this. Well, you deserve it, and you're a hoe anyway. So, like, what do you expect? Like, that was the, that was the tone. So, the tone I what, never felt that you had in your internal dialogue, or the tone that the that tone am- amongst my amongst my peers okay. that, that that exactly that people were putting. I never felt. I never put shame on myself ever, especially when I was able to understand the source of 
who I am, like how I came to be. Mm-hmm. I actually felt better knowing like, oh, this is how it happened, you know. Um, but I have always felt some shame from my peers, whether, you know, it was in high school or as an adult. And we were on the Advice from a Fuckboy All-Star uh, podcast and in that short moment. Um, but as I've gotten older and more matured, it doesn't feel good, you know, in the moment. But when the moment ends, I'm just like, oh, well, because I, I, I'm just my, my, my chest sticks out a little a little further. Like I'm still like I, I feel stronger. I feel better. It's just like I understand that it's them. It's not me. I know it's not me. I have no reason to be shamed of, of who I am and the things that I do and what I feel. It's them. It's this double standard that we are knee deep in. Like it, that, that's all it is. So it doesn't feel good and I kind of wish it would change, but it's just, I look at it the same way. I look at, you know, the social injustices that are going on in this world. I don't see it changing anytime soon. I do feel like I, I, I feel like I want more women to think like this. I want more women to be like, I like this for this reason. And, and I'm not, they don't have to shout this shit from the mountaintops either. Or I want to try this or I want to see try if this. I like it. Exactly. Because you, you, know you know how I know what I like? I fucking tried it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I actually just like, oh, I'm curious about this. And I tried it. I, when I got the opportunity, I just did it. Sometimes I liked it. Sometimes I didn't. But I want hmm. more women to get in, into a, a position of being willing to try and not not try because of what other people will think and you don't have to this this the stigma and then another thing is is like i I don't want it to get confused because i feel like some people think that or some women think i'm trying to say like oh you got to tell people what you're doing you don't you don't have to be like me you don't have to be open and 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 really really willing to share you don't have to be you you can do Keep your shit to yourself. If that's what you want right. to do, that is absolutely fine. You can you can expose yourself to whoever you want to expose yourself to. But don't don't allow these don't allow society and and these men to shame you into a box where you are uncomfortable and you haven't experienced life. I just don't think so, that's fair. So, I, how many pe- can I ask you how many people you've been with at once? Oh, I was about to say like every like girl. I, I don't know. No, <laughs> the hell. <no. laughs> I stopped uh, counting a long time ago at once I feel you at once it was five or six and that was too much okay that was too much that was too much so that you were like this is too much yeah it was it it was fun but exhausting I feel like two or three is a good number (laughs) got it and in in those moments you're like girl I gotta I gotta take it you I gotta take it come on now my knees hurt (laughs) she only got three holes god damn oh no so let me ask you did you feel empowered? Because I I know a couple people who have um, I know one woman who you who was very honest, you know, who said to me like I really want to. She used the term gangbang. Like I really mm-hmm. want to have be gangbang, mm-hmm. and she was like, I would love all of that attention, right? That's great. And so she did it, and she was like, I felt so empowered. I felt like. <laughs> The world is about like come over here. That's and, how it feels. Like, she's like, I didn't feel used at all. I felt no. like it was all about me. That's how I felt. Interesting. Every time, it's just very. I to me, it's just like I, I feel like it's just like this is all this dick for me. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just I, and I don't have to share. And that's another. I, I like women, and I've I've had like threesomes with women, but I just 
to me, it's, I'm always, at the end of the day, I'm strictly dickly. So, like, when it's just, I'm the only female and I'm just surrounded by dick, I'm just like, oh, my God. And, like, they all want me. Like, it's it's very empowering. It feels amazing. It feels great. Wow. Yeah, I feel like there's a, a, a comfort in centering yourself that you have, like, really stepped into and you really own and you really embody it. And I think mm-hmm. exploring stuff, I think asking for what you want, identifying what pleases you um, requires a level of certainty and like, mm-hmm. well, maybe it doesn't require certainty, but it just requires like a, a, a demanding of attention that I know I have trouble with. And I could just speak mm. from my own personal um, experience that it's just like, yeah, it just doesn't feel. And I guess like the mommy thing plays in it for me. I was going to ask about Absolutely. that. Because I didn't, it, I didn't, I've, I don't feel like I've had permission to explore in that way. It always feels like, and like this is also just. That's Asia just gave a, a micro. Yeah, that's just like a micro example of the ways in which I feel I have to move in these containers, right? And mm-hmm. I feel like all of us collectively, we all feel like we have to get even getting seeking justice is like in this container. Like this is how mm-hmm. you do it. This is the protocol. Da 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 da. This is how you mother. This is how you work. This is what life feels like. And I feel like I've I've been very safe in that way and like not just not even knowing that there's other possibilities and even now when you're in monogamous relationships there's even like this like oh this is the container in which a monogamous Mm -hmm. relationship is this is the label this is what it looks like this is Mm -hmm. how y'all do it and Mm -hmm. yeah man it just feels it feels I guess the byproduct of that is just like a lot of unexplored possibilities. And so I I just think that that's I think that's amazing. I'm I'm super proud of you especially to do that. Thank you. Um from a place of like hurt. I think a lot of people would feel violated and like I'm never opening up like I do wish I knew I wish I knew where I got this from. Because it doesn't, to me, it doesn't make sense. Mm. You know, again, we're products of our environment and, you know, the, the you know, the way our, our parents, you know, raised us to be who we are. Um, I don't have a, I currently don't have a relationship with my mother. My mother is batshit fucking crazy. Mm. And at the time, I, I didn't realize my mother was not a very good person until probably over the last few years, over the last like four or five years. And it got, just got to a point where just, you know, we have issues within our own community that we don't address, our own mental health issues that we don't address. If we can't see it, you just want attention, go pray about it, go lay down, get the fuck out of my face, like that that type of tone. And I've always wanted more than that. I've always wanted to talk about issues. I wanted to talk about our traumas and things like that. But, you know, most of our parents, they don't, they don't understand that. They avoid. They avoid it. They, they sweep you know, shit under the rug and they ignore every elephant in the room. I can't do that. 
when I, I took, when I started to learn more about my family, generation after generation after generation, especially uh, when I found out that we were all molested, sexually abused you in some them? way. Um, I didn't ask them. They just, it, I, I gained this knowledge through the years. Um, I was molested by my cousin between the ages of nine and 12. I suppressed it, didn't even remember that it had happened until I went to therapy around 18 or so. And my therapist had asked me about my, I don't know how the topic came up, but he asked me about my first time I had sex. And the way I described it, he was like, that's disassociation. You weren't able to fully associate with what was happening. That means something has happened prior. And I was like, what are you talking about? And long story short, he put me under hypnosis and then it literally just, your cousin used to do these things to you. And that is why you have these feelings and all of this. So that's how I was acknowledged about uh, my own abuse. And then after that, my therapist talked to my mother. My mother explained to me that her her father did some terrible fucking Mm -hmm. things to her. And then a couple years later, my aunt tells me this happened. Then my mom had told me that these things happened to my grandmother. I just started to learn slowly. I never really needed to ask. It just, this information just kind of fell in my lap. But, you know, with all of the, the drama, the, the trauma and the abuse and things, like, honestly, I was destined for failure. I was set up. I was never set up for success, not by either of my parents, not my grandparents. I was set up to be just like my mother or worse, which was not that good. So I often wonder, where did I get this strength from? Where did I, where did I get the, the strength to, to, for my little apple to fall farther from the tree? Like, I don't, I don't know where it came from. I really, I really don't. Maybe I'm, I was just... Did they go to therapy? Absolutely not. <laughs> and that's why we don't have a relationship, because they don't want to. They don't want to talk what? about our issues. If you cannot meet me halfway and discuss these things... I can't subject myself, my sanity, my child, my unborn children, my, my children's unborn. I can't. Someone's got to sacrifice this. I have made the ultimate sacrifice because. See, so that might be where that strength comes from. Yeah. I almost but love you, like. You the, broke the generational curse. The alchemy. I had to break yeah. it. With especially mm-hmm. the Somebody alchemy had to with do that it. sexual energy, right? Like the alchemy yeah. of how. I keep banging my mic. Damn it. I'm sorry, everyone. The alchemy of like. It's okay. Using that. For centering yourself and for pleasure, mm. for your pleasure, just feels like, yeah. And don't get me wrong, it's it's not it's not easy, it's not easy at all. Like I can't pick up the phone and call my mom on a Tuesday and be like and tell her about my day, or right. you know talk to her about like I don't know menopause or whatever the fuck. Like I just I can't. It, it's tough, but that is the sacrifice and the decision that I chose to make for myself, my son, and my family that I plan to create to, to build and to make and create. Um, so, go ahead. sorry. Speaking no. of your family, you are mm-hmm. in a relationship right now mm-hmm. and your partner is aware of who you are, what you come with. Mm-hmm. Right. What was that conversation like? Was it an um, easy one? It was, it was kind of easy. He's not really a fan of all the sexual liberation. I think he's more happy that that's all in the past now. In the past. Yeah. Uh, he's not a fan of he all that. He's happy about with the reaping the benefits of right. you know, what exactly. you like. Exactly. <laughs> you, you, like, you like all of this, though. <laughs> right. He like. Yeah. All right, you did that. I don't even know about it, but Keep just doing come that, here. though. E- e- exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's funny, but that's exactly what it is. I mean, okay. um, he does know about my history he knows about 
you know, the, the tension between um, some of my family members and I. And his thing is just like, no. Like, he mm. at, at points where I feel weak and it feels tough. Like, honestly, like, even, like, right now. Like, my apparently my grandmother's not doing very well. But I don't have it in me to pick up the phone and call her because mm. it's 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 different it's 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 very it's it's a battle bet- between my sanity and hers my i'm sorry i should say my peace and hers you know what i'm saying and once you put yourself first once you 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 finally build this undeniable immovable amount of love for yourself it's very difficult to put anyone else um ahead of that besides your own children of course but like it's me or it's 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 always me before them, no matter who it is. And I find myself really battling with that. It's just like, oh, should I just give in? And then I know I'm gonna be sad and I'm gonna be depressed and I'm gonna be thinking about this and I'm gonna have to deal with, you know, all these toxic people wanting to talk to my son. And it's just it just creates this whirlwind of just pain that I'm just trying to put on the shelf forever. Mm-hmm. And he is there to remind me, no ma'am you don't have to put up with this type of shit. Like you did all of this to get to a point where you have peace, where you have sanity because you were, you were still creating this family and, but you want to build it and create it without all the bullshit. If they, if, if, and when they're ready to say, you know what, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. But until then, nah. So he picks me up when I have those moments of weakness. So mm. I'm, I am great. I am grateful for that. It's packaged differently because talking to a man about your situation, situations as a woman is different than talking to your homegirls, but mm. or your therapist. But it is still support, and I'm 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 grateful for it. You mentioned your son. Mm-hmm. So how do you? What are your conversations with your son? How? What are they like about sex? It's very. It's very. It's very honest. I don't believe in, you know, sugarcoating or, you know, talking about storks and all that other weird shit. It's Not just like, it's just, this is just, this is just life, you know, like this is, I don't want to throw him out into the real world and he's not he has no full understanding of like how the body works and what's normal and what's not normal and all that so like it went from him telling me about his day to what's that clear stuff that comes out of my penis mom and I'm like okay let me let me refill my glass and then I will tell you oh my god (laughs) like and I'm, I'm I'm not exaggerating like this these things like really happened and I'm so happy that he's came to you though same same and i feel like i it's my own doing you know i my whole point of having this close relationship with him was to make him feel comfortable enough to come to me with these type of things you know because if he goes to his knucklehead friends it's just like it's gonna be together exactly so he does feel comfortable (laughs) he does feel comfortable enough to talk to me about these things like he and this is over years and he he whenever something comes up he's just like hey what's this what's what is sometimes my dick hurts and it hurts it gets hard and it hurts and I don't know what to do and I'm just like oh bruh so like now you know he I know he beats off I've caught him a couple times by accident and it's just oh god what did he do he was he was he was he was embarrassed and I and I the first time this is the this is the when I absolutely knew I'm officially in puberty land. He was actually 10 when this happened, FYI. Um, 
I yelled at him for something. He was supposed to be studying. He wasn't studying. I was like, nah, I go to bed or whatever. And I, he's at the time, he still liked to be tucked in and good night and all that, whatever. And I didn't do that because I was mad. Like five minutes later, I'm just like, oh, that was mean. So I, I go back in there, like to say good night. And you know, I'm not get the stress and off. So I just open the door, and he's like, and I'm like, what are you doing? And me, I'm still, he's still innocent, right? I'm thinking right, he's a baby. Yeah, I'm thinking he's got a toy under there, or like an iPad, or or something. A toy. Yeah, and a toy, all right, a rock hard fucking toy. And no. In the in the the split second it took to pull that cover back, something told me that's a bad idea, but it was too late. And then I pulled it back, and he was <laughs> he was he was. And then he, he I, I felt so bad. I felt oh, baby, so bad. I'm he sorry. Was, Go ahead. Talk back to him about to, it. I, I did. And I just looked away. I threw the cover back and I just looked away. And then we were both quiet for a minute. And I just looked at him and he goes, please don't tell anybody. And I'm oh. like, Ugh. oh, my God. She just told 25,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> So, Shout out to you. You know you are. Oh, my God. <laughs> Poor baby. Well, so I'm like, I'm not going to tell anybody. I was, just, I had questions, though. I was just like, how long have you been doing this? And he was That's like, good. He was like, oh, since this summer. And then I, I and this might have been inappropriate, but I was just, I needed to know. I'm like, what's the motivation? Yeah. And like, what are you watching? You watching something? Right. And he was just like, oh, I was just thinking about stuff. And I'm like, Okay. And I told him I was, and I, I I needed a drink badly, and it was way past his bedtime. And I'm like, "This is fine. Don't be ashamed. I apologize. I didn't know any of this was happening. I love you. Good night." So, oh, good job, mom. Thank you. There was good a time, fucking job. There was a time where we had a couple incidences where he had to understand time and place with that shit. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> He was in the car in the back seat, like what? <laughs> that's, that's a whole other thing. But eventually, we got on the same page. So now it's just it's a, it's a thing. And throughout the early stages of it, I felt like I needed to make it clear that what you're doing is normal. I'm not shaming you. This is fine. There's literally just a time and a place for this type of shit. And no, you can't watch porn. Like I'm not telling you that you can watch it, but just don't get caught. But don't get caught. Like I, I don't know what to tell you, but. Also, porn is whack, and that's not how he no. needs to learn about I, I, sex. Absolutely not, because then he's... Just he's, fumble around like yeah. the rest of mm-hmm. us. Be experienced, just like we all did. Yeah. Use or your imagination. Exquisite. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. But the, when it comes to just the whole topic of that, it's... I just try to keep it open and keep it real. And then now, that went from puberty stuff, and then now he's having more questions about, like, like these kids are fast. These kids are really fucking fast. When I go through his phone, when I when I list when I read these conversations, these kids are fucking already. I mean, so were my group of friends so at the time. But like, yeah, I mean, I lost my virginity at, at thirteen, despite my history. But um, it's happening. It's different because I'm a parent and I'm a full blown adult now. But yeah. you, you know, it's all I could do is just give him all the information that he needs and hopes he makes the best decisions. That gives me so much stress and anxiety. And it's I don't even have no goddamn civil war and young I'm so stressed out. It's a civil war. It's kids fucking. It, so speaking of all the information that people need, mm-hmm. 
um, for for listeners yes. out there who's like, you know what? I've always wanted X. I've wanted to go to a sex club. Shanti, mm-hmm. not to put you on blast, but you was telling me you wanted to go to a sex I would club love with, me, to. with me, which was weird. No, it's not. Why me? Like Because I'm not I mean, going, or maybe I will, but I'm not going to like... <laughs> Get off or get involved. I'm going to just see like what's going down. Like I, I a lot wanna, of people, a lot of women do that. Yeah, they I just go. See, just you want to be like, okay, this is a possibility. Mm-hmm. All right, just kind mm-hmm. of give myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So then, people who are, are we should go. You want to go? I would love to. Not in Philly because I don't know where there is one. No, I don't want to go to Philly <laughs> sex club. You have to Philly come raggedy. up here for that. And small. Are you in Jersey? Like, like, oh, that's the same collective owner. I'm <laughs> I, I'm in New York, but like oh, that's even Philly, better. it'd be Bulls and Tim. That's, where, and I, that's shit. where I started. That's where I started. Really? Because I'm from yeah, I'm from North of... Jersey, and so like my first times in you know doing the whole eyes wide shut thing, it was between Hoboken and Manhattan. It was oh well, sis, let's talk after this. Put okay. us on because yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be that's content, Shanti. Afterwards, we're gonna be like, wow, <laughs> um, I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> Maybe shit. No, I mean for people who are interested mm-hmm. and they don't have, they're they're either nervous, they don't have the tools, they're mm-hmm. not sure what to do in terms of safety, from yeah. STD safety to mm-hmm. safety of like you know what I thought I wanted to try this I don't right or you know what that's too tight mm-hmm. safe <laughs> word yeah like all of these things like actually mm-hmm. I can't breathe mm-hmm. stop so in terms of just the logistics around it what advice can you Ooh. offer people. Around that, um, I guess where to start is, or really, really where to learn is the internet. I mean, mm. you know, a lot of this, the websites and stuff that I used to be on back in the day or whatever, they're either not around or they're still around, but it was really just like, I was on like Adult Friend Finder, I was on Fling, I was on Craigslist, I was on um, Craigslist, child. Uh, that was, it was before they started killing and shit. Um, I was on, they got bed bugs on there too. Uh, yeah, oof. Yeah, no, that's just. <laughs> Again, I was risking it all, and I didn't even know it. Um, There is a site that actually specializes in... There's a bunch of them, but the main site that I think everybody knows of is called FetLife, F-E-T-Life.com, as in fetish. Um, Oh, okay. And everybody on there is dips and dabbles into something. You know, I mean, you name a kink, and you will find people on there that are into it. Um, and they have boards where you can post and find local events or partners or just discussions. It's literally anything that you were into, you will find people that are into the same shit on that fucking site. And I mean any fucking thing. I mean from, mm. I don't even need to name some stuff, but literally the nastiest Got you. shit. But um, Well, we're not judging. Do everyone do you? Yeah, every, yeah to, each, to each their okay. own. But y'all um, nasty queen. as fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but I, I learned pretty much all the lingo, all the terms, all the, you know, what everything means and all of that really from there. Oh, it's like, there's like a culture to Girl, it, Girl, right? yes. It's, it's, terminology. it's, it's yes. definitely um, a culture. At one point, I was very into the whole, I was a slave and I was looking for my master. And, oh. and, <laughs> and that, that is whole, indicative of other things. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was my kink. That was my thing that I was looking for. But it's like... If you with white people with white men? Oh no, ma'am, no, ma'am. Oh, I don't. I, do, I don't like girl. I don't do pink penis. That's gross. No, I can't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And that's what made, that's what that's what made it more difficult was because I don't like white guys to find just uh, the to be a sub to 
you know, the, the, the right black guy with a big ass dick, because I'm a size queen, um, you know, that we just have this big, you know, this, this, this situationship going on. It was hard to find, actually. It was actually really, really difficult to find. But um, I did have teachers, and I think that was, that was helpful. When I was kind of tinkering online, just wanting to have plain vanilla sex, I found someone that was like, you're, you're a pretty kinky girl. I want to take you to some parties. And he took me to like my first like hotel party. And the first party I went to, I was dolled up. I had heels on and short skirt and everything, just trying to wow and everything. And I walk in to this hotel suite at Embassy Suites. And there was, I shit you not, there was a white girl in a cage in like a dog kennel in the corner. And there was another one getting fucked by two black guys on a bed. And I guess it was her boyfriend or her husband beating his very small dick in the corner, watching it and filming it. And I know, but that's their, that's their kink. The whole cuckolds. I don't know about the bitch in the, in the kennel thing, but like that, that's their kink. They were having a blast. Like that was their thing. And I had my time on the other side of the room. <laughs> but What you do? These, I mean, not what you do. They, but you, those did guys you, did you in get the room into the some mix? of them, they became my teachers they became my partners like we would have these link ups where it would be the same two guys all the time and we would just we would just cycle through like a newbie and i would like rate them like oh i don't like him because he's this or i do like him let's bring him back or like something like that so i felt like it was helpful that i had these teachers so um i don't know that kind of helped me learn a a mentor mentor professional and all the levels of life yeah, but I had teachers, I guess, that, that helped. And, um, but I, I, all, my, all my resources, everything that I did, online. Just online. I mean, I know it, it sounds weird, but like no, you'll be amazed at what, at what you would find from a Google search. Aren't there like um, apps? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are apps mm-hmm. too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was on a few, yeah. few of those apps for a little bit. I'm not going to name some, but I was definitely on. Some of those apps it, just looking for a good time. It's protected sex? Yeah. So I had... That's another thing. Is, this is important about, like, safety. Um, someone always knew where I was. I, I, I had a, a, a good friend at the time who, you know, if I was somewhere... I was, it got to the point where it was so frequent, like, I would just shoot her address. She'd be like, thumbs up. Like, okay, girl. And then I would check in at the end of the night. You know, I'm good. And, like, that's it. So... Especially as women, I feel like we need to do that. Like, somebody needs to know where the fuck you're at, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So there was that. Everything was protected. Um, And, you know, niggas will be niggas. And try to be like, oh, my God, it's crazy. I don't have a condom. And my dick's already hard. Oh, my God, it's crazy. I I do. Right. I got my whole bag right here. So, yeah, surprise, surprise. So just really always protecting yourself because relying on guys to have everything that they're supposed to supply... No, that's not you're gonna be disappointed. were y'all using dental dams hell no this is a conversation like I, I wanna have next time we're on advice from a fuckboy I want the conversation to be how safe should safe sex be cause like a dental dam before it's like, not fun anymore nobody's yeah, doing it like, like <laughs> you put saran wrap on your penis so I can suck it like, like no I think we all know the risk is still there if we're giving each other oral sex it's still risky it's less risky than you know like you know, intercourse or whatever, but it's still, you're still swapping bodily fluids. It's still a risk. You got to cut in your mouth or whatever the fuck. Like, it's, it, it's a wrap. But 
No, I never used Dental Dam, and or the guys never used Dental Dam, and I never put Saran Wrap on his dick or anything like that, but I, I always use condoms. Um, I've never okay. had any oops, maybe something. Ha- I've never, I've been lucky enough Got to it. just be protected enough, um, and I was good. And I always had some mace or a pocket knife with me. Yes. <laughs> boop, mm-hmm. boop. Yeah, I got a taser Might try to drop a motherfucking yes. bomb on that one. <laughs> yes. Taze the ass. Mm, I'm dead ass. I am not. Check your to, local to laws though, because a lot of tasers are illegal yeah. in a lot of different states. But shout out to folks <laughs> with tasers. <laughs> wow. Okay. This is really enlightening. I, I think so. you are f- so dope. Thank you. I just, I really do. I really, really do because I, I know like there's research that shows that women who have more sexual partners are stig- stigmatized. But men are rewarded. And mm-hmm. so conversations like this help us to, I hate this word, and so does Shanti, but to have agency over ourselves and to make our own decisions. Am I, pro- am I going to have the gangbang? Probably not. But if I wanted to, I, I, would, pro- like, I would be more inclined now. But like, if, you know what? It's super, it. it's super helpful. Like, even whether we're single, especially in our relationships, like... What I've noticed, like, with my blog, when I get these questions, like, people are learning from me, right? But I'm learning more from the people because just based off of the questions that they're asking and the issues that they have, it's just like, okay, no one has explored. Everybody is scared to say, I want to do this or I want my partner to do this. All they have to do is ask. All they have to do is just imply that maybe do this instead of that. But no one, especially, especially the women... It's just like, bruh, we gotta break out of this fucking box. Like it is this it's, here for the taking. Yeah, type. it's it's tight as fuck in here, and we gotta get out. Like, it, life is always gonna be a little more enjoyable that way. Just a little bit. I love it. So please plug the blog, plug the baking, <laughs> plug <laughs> everything. <laughs> I'm dead ass. Everything okay. that you have, plug it. Where can people? Because people are probably going to have questions okay. after this episode, which Shanti and I are not equipped to answer because we over here corn. No, <laughs> but you know we're over I'm here not, still figuring it out. I'm I'm so. here. I'm home in L.A. in Inglewood in the kitchen cooking. Um, you can check out my blog still on Tumblr. It's chokesandgags.com. That is chokes the letter n gags.com. Um, That'll be all, in the description Instagram box, as well, by the way, right? y'all. Yes, that is also my Instagram handle. Um, I am now baking and slanging snacks, mostly cookies. I ship cookies nationwide. Um, you can check my website, chokinghazardkitchen.com, to place an order. Uh, also, I do have a podcast that we put a pin in it for now just because we just got too much going on. It is called Ask Asia. Asia is spelled A-J-A, and that is me and my best friend. We talk about all these topics. We answer questions that I get on my blog. You can also ask me anonymous questions if you'd like um, on my blog. But Ask Asia is also the name of our uh, podcast on every platform, and that is also our Instagram handle. So people can catch up with your old mm-hmm. content. Yep. Wonderful. I think I just may or might. Thank you. Asia, it's been a blast. Thank you so this much. It really, really has. You made my real. Monday. <laughs> For real? Monday. No, I'm, I'm so serious. We're talking like yeah. it's Friday or like, Saturday over right. here. Yeah. It's Monday. I killed my drink. We talking about things. <laughs> now I got to go downstairs and be a mom. Like, Child. But this is... <laughs> Knock first. Like, <laughs> right? 
I do I know not. it's late, baby. I'm not now. The boy deserves his privacy now. <laughs> no, this is really dope. If you're a man listening to this episode, I really hope if you're whoever, I really just hope that y'all take something away from this. Please. A lot of this, a lot of this is around just respecting women and respecting women to make choices and to live their fucking lives as women, as whole ass human beings. So Shanti and I like to say, like, you know, we took, we talk a lot about energy. We talk about a lot about signs. Listen, if your man is listening to Tory Lanes, asking you about your body count, and calling you a hoe for your old sexual experiences, this is the this sign is you asked for. You've been asking mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. So eat a dick and block him. Yes, yes. <laughs> block him. Peace out. It's not what you need. Okay. Shanti, do you have anything else for the people? I do not. I so enjoyed this conversation. (laughs) I I do not. (laughs) All right, y'all. So with that, we are out. Bye. You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Aroundaway Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. Honestly, I'm trying to stay focused. You must think I got to be joking when I say, I don't think I can't wait. I just need it now. Better swing my way. I just need some dick. I just need some love. Tired of fucking with these lying niggas, baby. I just need a thug. Won't you be my plug? Ay? You could be the one. Get stuck with a handshake, baby. I'ma need more than a hug. Girls can't never say they want it. Girls can't never say how. Girls can't never say they need it. Girls can't never say nah Girls can't never say they want it Girls can't never say how Girls can't never say they need it